Welcome to Mighty Gems, the essence of authentic presence. Your host is Dee Lee. In this program, you'll learn about connecting with the universal mind, otherwise known as pure consciousness. You can have a direct positive effect on your life, your environment, and your connection with others. Find out more today. Here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Essence of Authentic Presence. My name is Dee Lee. Today we're uh, going to discuss uh, balancing unconditional abundance that's all around us. And Michael Josephson said, The world has enough beautiful mountains and meadows, spectacular skies and serene lakes. It has enough lush forests, flowered fields and meadows and sandy beaches. It has plenty of stars and the promise of a new sunrise and sunset every day. What the world needs more of is people to appreciate and enjoy it. When you move through your day, do you realize how much abundance is in your world right now? Humans have an internal system made up of different senses or abundance receptors, such as sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch. Those are considered the five basics, and these provide constant data on a multitude of levels about your environment and your experience. Each of these senses allows for a different reaction potential or sensation of a perceived value. It is your, uh, basically it's it's your, your sense of uh, opportunity to feel the actual um, environment and um, process the various data points that you're um, receiving from your different receptors. And sometimes it can be rather overwhelming because depending upon your uh, response or if you're physically aware of the different information, uh, you can get overwhelmed and it's hard to balance so that you know, essentially, it's it's kind of like having information overload. And some of that has to do with how we can experience other types of overload with information itself from, you know, digital and technical inputs. So, there's really a lot of different ways that we have in uh, keeping up with the different levels, like having to do with um, our physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, economic, financial, and social environments around us and with it in ourselves. Without the information we receive through these senses, we could not function as beings that we are. Each sense is important in its own right, but each has its limitations. On one hand, one sense can be used to compensate for another. The most effective way to receive information, of course, is to use all of our senses and have them in harmony. So, balancing our senses might seem a little odd in the way of describing or acting because, for the most part, they're pretty much active anyway, whether we're really aware of them or not. And uh, one of kind of an interesting uh, suggestion from an unknown author came up when I was doing some review here was they said a sixth sense for them was a sense of humor. 
And I thought, wow, that's actually a, a good way to help ourselves to um, think in the in terms of being able to laugh and being in harmony with you know our internal self and our reflective outside ourselves and being able to say, wow, I can laugh at whatever situation that you know comes up and um, it, it is a good way to de-stress as well. And part of the understanding of our senses really is also knowing and or learning about um, and being aware of any physical handicaps that may cause difficulty for ourselves or as we um, experience this with others, um, having a little bit more knowledge of actually having that uh, sense about, you know, what normally would be um, active if someone is not able to access a normal situation for use of their senses, then um, we can understand that. And through doing this, kind of being in the now moment of understanding and sensing, literally, we can actually help um, you know, people around us and with us that uh, need our help with doing that. And so it's, it's again, an opportunity to really um, be active and aware. There's a lot of evidence and data that we end up uh, building up with um, interpreting the information that is coming to us. So kind of like a sense of uh, smell. So if you're walking around and you're um, being introduced in your environment, your neighborhood, or uh, if you're out and about, and you have a sense of smell of you know someone cooking turkey or a new bread, loaf of bread coming out of the oven, or um, you know certain flowers have a very fragrant order, odor, um, it's going to bring you back when you smell that, um, that sense, and you'll end up uh, remembering something or uh, part of your reaction will probably be on autopilot. So it's, it's really, uh, that would be a piece of data for yourself and some of the uh, you know, different flavors of orange and uh, lemons, um, things that have more of a defined flavor. This helps to um, also give you a memory that brings forward that feeling of and touch and taste. Um, sometimes there's certain things that can be blocked in uh, experiencing those, but when you start touching something and you get it, it's hot or it's cold, that's going to give you information. And um, it's, it's interesting to take um, a chance and really uh, practice different ways. Like, for instance, if you're um, participating with uh, a multitude of different inputs for yourself, you know, if you, say, blindfolded yourself so that you could have a better sense, include uh, other types of senses in an experience um, that can help to train your other senses to step in if you uh, if they needed to from the standpoint of um, overcompensating 
um, for a situation where some other part of your um, like hearing was not quite as sharp and um, your sense of smell was more pronounced, it might give you better details of something. Um, so again, it's, it's really providing um, an opportunity when we start being present, and we've been doing a lot of discussion on what it means to be present, and part of this is really being present in our whole sense, literally. When popcorn is being popped, that gives people, um, you know, sometimes a feeling of, wow, I should be sitting and watching a movie. So, there's different situations that certain um, flavors and smells and um, different observations will give a give a um, an idea of that's that part of that information. That's you know cooking something very flavorful um, will also give it uh, interesting reaction. And the other uh, comment would be if if you really um, have what I've also noticed is some of the flowers could have um, odors of a real strong um, fragrance. And sometimes it smells almost like uh, bread coming out of the oven. And so it's it's a, an effect that when you smell something like that, are you really smelling bread or are you smelling a flower? And um, sometimes it feels almost like, wow, there's a there's too much information, and you'll be searching for the the uh, bread coming out, and it's really just a flower having its normal smells. And so, um, when we take a look at how effective this is, um, we are in our um, when we are awake and and present in our environments. There's a lot of information that we might just pass by because we aren't, um, we don't think we have to use it for information that's, you know, when we're focused on certain things. So you might find yourself being distracted with um, something that shows up in sounds or um, some kind of an overreaction to something that isn't something you anticipate. And so it becomes an, a um, balancing act to really keep it so that you're you're focused and able to move through whatever you plan to do. So sometimes we can also um, explain a little bit about our reactions and look at contrast with how we um, practice and work with our own senses when we look at other animals or other people and their reactions, because I think sometimes some people mo may overreact to different uh, inputs because they're of their practice and their experience. Or, um, say, for example, someone that uh, has hearing challenges, you know, they're going to be more pinpointed on certain other uh, inputs to be able to uh, make sure that they can keep up with. Um, and compensate with some of the lack of their active uh, sense that may not be working as well. When you take a look at animals, there are some um, structures that 
uh, allow them to do parts of what they need to do. And they're a little different from humans. Like um, there's like when you think about a dog with a, a sense of smell, you know, they can really zoom in on a lot of different smells and uh, and hear things that we might not hear. With uh, crickets, they use their legs when sound waves vibrate, you know, or they um, use that in a, a tuning. And other things like dolphins and whales have a high-pitched whistle and clicks that are beyond the range of human hearing to communicate. So there's a lot of different inputs in different ways that different um Animals can detect things or explain things to other uh, of the same species that we may not even understand. But it's fun to explore because it is different than how we interact. When we allow ourselves to learn and be awake, and we all are also understanding not just the functionality of our sense, but looking at ways to help ourselves to keep ourselves or protect those valuable parts of ourselves, um, it can be almost overwhelming in the opportunity of how much input can really um, create a problem, and we may not even know it. So, taking a look at, you know, just the basics, say if we took a, a look at taste, and um, our sense of taste really comes from uh, taste buds on our tongue. And these, um, the sense of smell also affects our taste. So, the tongue is only able to taste four separate flavors, salty, sweet, sour, and bitter. But how, how can some different sweet foods taste um, if they're only uh, four flavors? That's because, you know, there's a combination and the chips, say a chip, chocolate chip cookie, could be a combination of sweet and bitter. So everything you taste is one or more of those combinations. And not only can your tongue taste, but it also picks up texture and temperature in the different foods that you consume. So if something's creamy or crunchy, hot or dry, your tongue is about the strongest muscle in your, in your body and really is able to um, heal more quickly. We, we tend to uh, use our tongues and not really think about it. And uh, it helps us to not only have our processing of foods and textures, um, but also to um, help us produce different sounds because we use it as we speak. And it is helpful in keeping our uh, language clear when we use it correctly. So that's one little um, set of tidbits about uh, thinking in terms of how do you use your tongue. And so the more you think about it, the more you're probably going to focus on, wow, I'm um, able to do this or this, or if I use it in, in this way, then it's going to um, be um, in the making different sounds. And so the, um, the information that you're gathering is curiosity and might stop you from 
uh, actually explaining something or if you're thinking in terms of the functionality, you're going to lose some of the track of mind possibly that you end up um, thinking about and producing um, sight. Your eyes are, are a part of uh, your other senses and the um, sense of sight is really dependent upon your eyes and, and the, the lens of our eye in the front of the eyeball helps to really focus on the images. And basically, the retina is covered with two types of light-sensitive cells. And these actually see the colors and um, are able to transfer information to the brain along the optic nerves. So it's it's different inputs coming along and these images are sent. Apparently they're upside down and our brain makes sense of what it receives by turning the image right side up. So it uses the images from both eyes to create kind of a 3D, three-dimensional three image. And in doing this, it helps us to perceive depth. But this is information that might get way beyond what we want to study, but it's also very interesting because um, some people are not able to tell colors um, some from, a, like a, from red to green, and it's termed colorblindness. Some others, because of injury, might have a reduction of sight or um, have um, an eye that doesn't work very well, too. But some of the ways that we want to make sure that we um, keep ourselves safe in this will be to have regular exercise and maintain blood flow, uh, get lots of sleep. As this helps to keep them lubricated and remove irritants. Touch is another valuable sense and it's available all throughout our body because of different nerve endings in the skin and um, these constantly as you're uh, exper experiencing touching something as you think about it or if you bump into somebody or rub against something that's sharp, it's going to be sending information to the brain. And there's really four types of uh, touch sensations that can be um, identified here. With They're cold or hot. And if you touch something, you, you feel it. And you might also have pain. So it creates a sensitivity in different ways so that it's almost acting like an early warning system as you're going around because your um, fingertips might touch on something and it's almost like it can give you a shock if you're not careful. And uh, some people uh, that aren't able to see but are able to concentrate on uh, utilizing their sensitivity, it's, um, you know, people might have a, a shade of blindness and they learn how to read braille because of you know, being able to uh, feel different letters of the alphabet and that is rather awesome uh, experience but people over you know use different functionality that can help with um, overcompensating 
because something else isn't functioning. And it's been amazing uh, what some people are able to do. And to stay active, you know, to keep your, your skin sensitive is uh, the more that you end up um, staying active. Like if you like to dance, dance. If you like to walk, walk. It's really keeping yourself moving. And by doing this, all of your different connections and receptors will stay active and useful. Part of this is also being aware that um, that you're in the process of walking and knowing that um, you can feel your feet and touching the earth. And it's, it's a good way to what's called being grounded so that you're able to stay in connection and keep yourself tuned. So, Interesting smell, um, you know, the inside of our nose is lined with something called mucous membranes. And these are smell receptors that are connected to um, our brains. And so when um, different smells come through as fumes, I mean, that almost feels like an overwhelm there, but um, these are going to react and find you know a uh, connection there with able to being able to say okay well I'm going to be able to identify different things and basically there's um, a capacity here of uh, being able to uh, identify different sensations and um, the uh, common ones are camphor musk flower mint ether. Um, and a couple other ones, but it's sometimes lost when, um, you know, a sense of smell can be lost if you uh, end up with a cold, and it can be um, almost to a level where you might not be able to smell at all, but usually um, when we breathe, we're in, you know, we're taking in whatever is around us and it can um, affect not just our um, sinuses or our nose sense, but it can affect our voice. Um, it, can it can affect other parts too because it has a deeper um, connection. And so um, smell also aids in taste. And so um, when you take a look at all of the connections, you know, you want to be careful uh, and protect yourself from some of the strong fumes like uh, coming from cars and also um, second degree smoke from cigars or cigarettes because those are, are really very heavy sometimes. And um, you can actually train your nose to be able to practice by being able to practice and uh, doing some gentle sniffing on things like lemons and cloves and flowers. If someone's allergic to like flowers, um, that wouldn't be a, a good idea. But it's it's good to figure out and test your your connection to these different uh, senses because by thinking about them and and their functionality and how valuable they are, it's easy to really be able to. Uh, connect to them and feel like um, it's helping you become more present with your your moment and or how it's working. So on that note, we're going to um, have a, a quick break and we will be back and 
having more uh, discovery here. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find yourself clinging to certain thoughts, beliefs, or patterns as you go through your day? Do you find yourself taking things for granted or feeling overwhelmed with the pace of life? You have a choice. You can shift your perspective of what you were feeling when you were present in the moments of your life. You can enjoy the mighty gems of your life, and it can happen fast. Hang up, cling to it anywhere you spend a lot of time. Accept the invitation to be present through an uplifting photo vibe as a private sanctuary of visual inspiration. Connect with what matters at clingtoit.com. That's clingtuit.com. Being committed to being your best self can feel daunting. Once you've studied and done the discoveries needed for self-mastery, it may not be easy to know how to apply what you've learned. Even more, you might feel alone. If you're looking to connect with people who get it, join the Self-Actualization Society. It's for people who want to have deeper conversations about stepping into their next best levels. Part chat, part mastermind, part online learning group in a community focused on the act and art of realizing your potential. Practice and share the wisdom you know at theselfactualizationsociety.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. Send your email to sparkles at mightygems.com. That's sparkles at mightygems.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. And we're working with um, kind of a discovery here of common senses that we all enjoy and are very valuable, but sometimes we don't uh, take a moment and appreciate um, what we do have because we're busy out there producing um, and acting in our normal sense of um, going about our day. And so we've been exploring the different basic five senses and we're, um, we were talking about um, how the sense of smell um, is so powerful and one of the other ones um, has to do with hearing uh, our ears help us in a lot of different ways that we may not really tie into and when we notice that we can't hear then it becomes very apparent that uh, something is not connecting and it becomes a kind of a trauma almost because sound and hearing is such a viral is such a requirement in our active worlds that um, our communication and things can stop because we can't, um, you know, if we don't hear noise or sounds that are critical, say um, a siren or someone's um, interaction, um, it can create uh, some stress. And so uh, with the uh, process that goes on with hearing, it's it's important to understand that um, some people have a different levels of hearing ability, 
but you may not realize that. And so it's good to be, um, when you're connecting with someone, to visually see if someone is challenged, which right now a lot of people cannot notice that because of the types of different um, aids that are available that you can't see. But if someone's not responding to you when you're interacting to um, find out if, if someone has need for a different, you know, vibration help or uh, clarity, um, it is sometimes difficult because that can become embarrassing for someone that's not able to hear. They may nod their head but not really uh, be in agreement because they don't understand what the language was being used. So it's it's being awake enough in our interactions to connect and know what the opportunities are to help in um, exchanging the communication. What are some ways that you can help save your hearing? Well, there's a lot of um, opportunity when we're out in uh, our environments and you can um, protect your ears by wearing, you know, foam earplugs or helping with um, making sure you're not hearing things that are too loud um, or music that's too loud because it may not be apparent right away that you're going to have challenges later, but um, just being aware and um, thinking about uh, how your um, hearing is being uh, challenged is really important. In addition to the five different sight, you know, senses, um, we also have a sense of balance, and this is, um, you know, where we're balancing different things like uh, pressure and temperature, different pains and motion. And these can be considered new senses because they're all part of the system and they're working together and help to uh, coordinate, you know, from one to the other. It's a complicated network, really, and the different systems need to be able to interact. And if they don't seem to be functioning, sometimes they'll cause a feeling of dysfunction or dizziness and some unsteadiness. So it's um, good to be experiencing, uh, you know, the the outcomes and, and experimenting with your different senses to see if something's having a challenge. So um, when you try to take a look at some of these in depth, um, it can be interesting to see if you try this this different um, element uh, that you're not used to to see what the effect is and how it might expand into some of your other senses. And learning about our world is really Um, very helpful and having curiosity. Um, If you take a look at an experiment with, say, uh, smell, you could try um, an experiment of using um, an apple or a banana, which is pretty common, and try eating that and then also open an onion and uh, see how that effects. So if you're eating something that's normal and then add an onion, there's going to be a, a real noticed effect and um, the fragrance of the combination could be interesting. So what happens when you uh, bake cookies? 
and or you uh, bake bacon, these will actually interact and uh, people might show up because the smells are enticing and um, people respond to those inputs with, you know, a, hmm, can I try one of those? So um, you can be explaining some of this through words, but when you actually have all combinations of not just the language, but also trying out your, your sense of hearing, if, if there's a sound or music that's flowing, it will definitely affect, you know, the outcome if it's calming. And if you have, um, like we explained, baking cookies or some other um, smells that generate uh, us to be looking for something to consume, that's going to have an effect. And one of the ways that you might uh, try uh, getting active, too, is to uh, taking um, a walk uh, around maybe even for 15 minutes. This is a way to interact with your neighborhood or around your your um, interested areas you might want to explore. And even in 15 minutes, there's a lot of input you can get. Uh, interestingly, um, when you're walking, uh, it's you want to be undistracted. And that sounds really simple. And, well, why do we need to be undistracted? Well, um, interesting that uh, Derek Wing of PIMCO came back and said fatal accidents have increased over the last two years by 22% because a lot of people are distracted because they're carrying their phones or interacting on iPads or something while they're trying to walk as well and not paying attention. So um, this would be an opportunity to um, also act so that you're Practicing being undistracted by being focused on something that you're trying to do or experience. And paying attention is going to give you um, a lot of information from around where you are. And some questions you might want to practice asking yourself when you um, take an opportunity to take maybe 15 minutes. And, and um, some of the questions might be... Um, after you're done having the experience, you could come back and say, I encountered what kind of smells? Can you, can you remember what, um, what smelled in walking you know, through um, a certain area? Were there certain flowers that you saw with your sight? And did you take a moment and stick your nose in a rose if you're not allergic to them? How did that, you know, how was that? Did you uh, remember a certain scenario? And in the same scenery, did you end up hearing anything? Is you know, can can you describe the environment? Was it quiet? Um, was it noisy? And was it close to automobiles and or uh, certain other kinds of like on a beach? Did you hear birds and the wind? Um, what did you see? Were you able to connect with something that um, you could really take a close look at, uh, take a, a minute of your walk and look really deep into a, a flower? Um, interestingly, from uh, walking around where I tend to walk, um, we have a lot of 
uh, floral um, gardens. And they aren't big, but they're very uh, focused on certain types of flowers. And so they attract different animals like the hummingbirds, um, a lot of bees and different insects. And so we end up seeing some of these participating with the um, plants because they're being attracted, you know, butterflies. And if we aren't paying attention and we're distracted, we may not even see those. And so um, again, it's participating with your encounters so that you can actually come away from your experience and, and be almost in awe in a way of, I took only 15 minutes and this is what I experienced. And it becomes a story for yourself um, to explain, you know, a um, environment. Um, you know, what were the colors of the sky if there was, if it was during the day, how was the the um, angle of the sun? What time was it? And when you learn to take this block of few minutes, um, it becomes an opportunity that you experience your whole self in all your senses, and you'll be able to find yourself repeating that down the you know after that time slot and it should be an experience that uh, you may remember more because you were fully present and that can be very joyful if you're able to bring all of this these system elements together and have them interacting and being present to it so you know as we practice some of this it's like finding um use of different tests for ourselves like for example um, if you take a look at a normal situation like um, we're so used to you know like leaves and if you take a chance to um, move into a space with uh, where you can actually pick up a leaf and look at it in depth um, or some piece of uh, carpet or something that um, has a, a, like a feeling of a texture. It's something where that experience is going to give you a different understanding of what it really looks like and in, in a depth perspective. And um, when you bring that experience together with that close look, um, some people can tell right away certain kinds of leaves are related to certain categories of plants. That's because they've taken a lot of time to study them and look at the different properties. Um, most people just look at them and say they're green. And uh, if we take time to really look closely, you might find that the leaf has jagged edges or it might have smooth edges. And when we take this information and then move it into a different uh, combination with something else related, then you're going to have a different experience, like you're observing colors. You know, when you take a close look, it has a variety of colors, not just green. So that is pretty obvious right away, but um, it'll give you a sense of experience and um, possibly a curiosity enough you'll want to explore further information as to 
different flowers and why they have different attributes. I've been experiencing this myself too through the lens by taking photography uh, information and uh, taking time to take pictures um, and look deep into the picture and experience um, what it feels like. Is it what kind of vibe do you get from that experience? So it becomes a chance to um, pay attention and really interact with different things that you might not normally interact with when you're uh, focused on something like that. Um, it can change your perspective in a pretty quick way um, because it is giving you a full environment, fully uh, interactive part to an environment that, that you may not have understood or t taken time to really understand. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find yourself clinging to certain thoughts, beliefs, or patterns as you go through your day? Do you find yourself taking things for granted or feeling overwhelmed with the pace of life? You have a choice. You can shift your perspective of what you were feeling when you were present in the moments of your life. You can enjoy the mighty gems of your life, and it can happen fast. Hang up, cling to it anywhere you spend a lot of time. Accept the invitation to be present through an uplifting photo vibe as a private sanctuary of visual inspiration. Connect with what matters at clingtoit.com. That's clingtoit.com. Being committed to being your best self can feel daunting. Once you've studied and done the discoveries needed for self-mastery, it may not be easy to know how to apply what you've learned. Even more, you might feel alone. If you're looking to connect with people who get it, join the Self-Actualization Society. It's for people who want to have deeper conversations about stepping into their next best levels. Part chat, part mastermind, part online learning group in a community focused on the act and art of realizing your potential. Practice and share the wisdom you know at theselfactualizationsociety.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. Send your email to sparkles at mightygems.com. That's sparkles at mightygems.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, Essence of Authentic Presence. And we're talking about being present with all of our senses. And we've been exploring um, in, in some detail the different senses and how they work together in creating um, an abundance of data for ourselves. And this is probably something that we're not used to doing because most, for the most part, all of our senses seem like they're just there and we use them and they are not in our cognizant memory or active focus unless something's not working right. 
And then we um, can feel like we're having challenges because they're each critical to pulling data together for ourselves. And um, that's critical information that we use on a uh, daily basis to uh, live in our environments and interact with our environments. So we've been talking about hearing and um, this is really critical to um, help with our communication process and essentially uh, what understanding what causes sound is a, um, a it might seem very obvious but um, what what actually sound is, I mean, sometimes you can hit something and it'll have an effect or an echo. Or you can talk and your voice will have different inflections. And when we hear something that doesn't sound right, and right is kind of a personal choice of words, but it, it doesn't fit into um, something that we're used to, then it may raise questions that um, we're wanting to investigate further, such as if um, we're looking at or if we aren't using our sight to help with understanding, but we're just listening. You know, when you clap your hands, that's a different sound. Or if you tap your foot or ring a bell, it um, might have a different sense to different people because of how their level of hearing is. Um and or if there's other contradictions in the, the uh, room where you can't hear specifics, but you might just hear uh, part of something. And there's some different patterns of certain things. You know, if someone has music going in the background and um, it can become very complicated for someone that has challenges with their hearing because they're trying to decipher something specific, but yet the sounds of other things can become complicated in that um, desire to hear something. And then they may just give up and not really connect to whomever is talking or sharing something because they can't identify with it. And so it's important to understand that by doing different things um, and being aware of the different uh, aspects of um, challenges, then uh, it helps others that you're trying to connect to and or it helps yourself to be able to prepare in other ways to keep yourself connected even if you can't hear something correctly. And so it's... Um, a challenge sometimes to understand these things, but we just are um, exploring the, the curiosities and uh, able to uh, add more information where we're uh, working on a focus. Different um, aspects of our hearing um, can be you know, detailed in understanding um, more of the different um, internal and external functionality of our ears. And uh, when someone plays a radio and or is, um, you know, it, it has different vibrations. And so those vibrations move back and forth and there's different sound waves so that in it, the sound waves reaching the outer ear they travel through our ear canal and then they strike our eardrum and it begins to vibrate through that process. And in the 
middle ear area, um, a small part of this will then vibrate and it helps to send a message then through into our electrical wave and understanding the message comes out through our brain. When the brain receives this message, then it's also trying to match up the message with a sound. And sometimes the vibration and the message may not connect. So it's, it's interesting when we um, try to take one, one element and if it's not a clear messaging, then we may be looking for the other details that will help us to observe and understand the, the more whole effect. So when we're present in any interaction, we can be utilizing all of our senses to um, be sure that the communication is as best we can when we are you know, able to, say, have eye-to-eye contact or hear the, um, the sounds around a certain, certain situation if, it's, um, if we're just trying to do one-on-one connection versus you know, more uh, broad uh, group process. Um, it takes a, a level of skill and also a matching you know, so that we make sure that our um, communication is clear. So, um, it's interesting too, sign language is another physical way to communicate and that has been used as a solution um, for people that have a challenge and, um, you know, there's different ways to learn that too and it's it's always um, very much something that I don't think for the most part we appreciate what it takes to learn something new and have that our modus of uh, communication and other people may not understand that's what we do but when we do it we are that's our full expression and so um, taking the time to understand what others are are challenged with is a, a good part of keeping ourselves in alignment with the communication and being able to carry forward with that. So, um, when you go through and practice some of the um, information and uh, try out and be present in the combination, um, this is helpful to keep asking the questions and seeing what the results are. Sense of touch is a way of uh, feeling different textures and learning about the shape of things and, and size. Um, by having uh, different textures, um, you're able to, if you're not able to, um, I mean, if you close your eyes and feel different textures, you're going to be sending your brain a different message than if you have your eyes open and you're able to add sight about a texture or a, something that you're touching. It will give you a whole sense of um, experience. And so these are really tests that you can practice too to help to promote uh, more experience and um, getting it so that you're able to connect in a different way. And by doing this practicing, um, it should help to expand your uh, interaction to something. And so you're able to gather more information about something 
and it's um, going to provide either more detail or data, and you'll be able to work with that, or you'll want to um, put it in a different uh, combination with something. The sense of smell helps us to um, activate our, um, I don't know, a lot of different uh, aspects. And you can have, like, when you smell cinnamon or you can um, smell cookies or bread, these are different things that activate other senses. And so it can become almost a chain reaction to where you're, um, you're going to smell a rose or a flower of some type, and that then turns on the next um, activation. And um, if you go down this activation process, you're encountering a whole flow of different senses working together. And uh, this helps to then have a, a different experience. So if you had only subparts of a, a one of the chain reactions, then um, that information is coming along and is going to be uh, data that you may use or may only use part of it. We Basically, humans have a very um, weak sense of smell and um, usually other animals or, you know, like um, they have a much more intense sense and they use their combinations in a different way. And so um, the smell that we, we live with, you know, is, is at different levels. And sometimes we may not even notice that we're aware of something, but then that along with another sense might make us notice something. So if we um, take a look at perfume, you know, sometimes I don't know how many um, encounters you've had, but walking into an elevator and someone has been in the space with a very strong perfume can create a lot of challenge because that creates a... um, an overwhelm of uh, something at you that just takes everything that you've got to breathe, possibly. And so, um, some things can become uh, the opposite effect of, of the overwhelm of data, and you're not sure how to react. Um, but there are all, all of these parts of ourselves and senses and combinations and what we do with them really is a set of uh, what we call gems. And they each have a value and they help us to uh, put together a lot of um, other interactions and value for us. And from an abundance of information and being able to be in abundance, this is part of our experiencing our world. And so, as we go about um, from a Mighty Gem perspective, um, we're really looking for all of these gems and understanding them and how we use the data. Um, So, it it becomes an opportunity to start a journey of exploring and curiosities that help to make your um, interactions much more valuable. Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time and... Um, what I suggest is you start the journey now. And as we continue to connect 
to within ourselves and to nature and to others with one insight, one choice, and one action, it can be very fascinating. And we have an opportunity to take our, the data that we're getting and interact with it and be curious and be expanding with our knowledge um, with us being present and being able to interact. Buddha also said, in the sky, there is no distinction to east or west, and people create distinctions out of their own minds and then believe them to be true. Be very careful what you believe, but also experience all of your senses every day and practice as long as you can actively do that. Have a great one. Thank you for joining us this week. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for Mighty Gems with Dee Lee on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you with another edition of the show next time.